Chancers, a Go Loud original podcast. I'm Anna Clifford. And I'm Paddy Smith, and you're listening to Chancers. A podcast for those who feel like they're chancing their arms at life, while others are knocking it out of the park. Each week we pick a topic for discussion and share our opinions, mishaps and misadventures, all while being good sports. And after we talk nonsense, we'll be joined by an actual expert on the subject to help us Chancers tackle things. Take off your tops and settle down, huns. This is Chancers. Oi, oi. Well, how was your week, Anna? Have you missed me? I miss you terribly. This is maybe our first proper remote record, isn't it? I know. Oh my We're God. We're proper professional now, aren't we? No, just busy gals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, I made the big move to London, you know, um, and I'm working for the beeps. But I have a terrifying story. So since I've moved over here, I don't know if you're spiritual. Are you spiritual? Me? Yeah. Yeah, you are spiritual. I love a vodka, gin, yeah. Oh um, my God, please. I mean, like spiritual in terms of like believing like ghosts and stuff. I believe, I believe in something. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, since I've moved here, I keep waking up between 4.44am and 4.46am, right? And two nights ago, I woke up and this gust of wind, not even joking, gust of wind came over me. I thought the door was open because I, I, there's a balcony uh, in my room. But I got so shocked that the next day I woke up and I was like, what does this mean? And apparently, when I looked it up, when, if you wake up at 4.44am repeatedly, it means that they are trying to give you a message and that they hear your manifestations and that you, <laughs> like your dreams are going to come true. This is what... I swear, I'm going to send you Who's telling you this? Like, what did you look at? Google. 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 And, you, like, you can't argue with science. Paddy, I, anytime I feel sick, I look on Google and it tells me I'm pregnant. And <laughs> <laughs> that could literally be impossible right now. So, I don't know. Can you not, can you not, can you not have, have, let me have my moment? Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No. Listen, the wind, you're, the wind is telling you your dreams are going to come true. <laughs> it's, a, it's a spirit. A spirit guide. Honestly. I believe it. I'm wholeheartedly believe it. Okay, no, I believe you, and I, that's nice. At least it wasn't. <laughs> at least it wasn't. I thought you were going to say it was like a someone haunting you, but it. That's no, not, I was terrified. Wasn't. I was terrified. It's going to say bad things, but now I wouldn't have said. You say I wouldn't have said it if it was a bad thing. Say if I was waking up at six, I was six. Oh, you only share the positive. That's oh, of course. You love it, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all though? <laughs> not reality. Oh well, it sounds like you're getting on well. That your dreams are manifesting for you. Uh, I'm going to manifest my own life here. Um, as in true Chancer style, I'm having a little bit of a holiday in town. My brother bought a beautiful apartment and Stunning. he's been away for a week and he let me house it. So I'm just thinking maybe I need to pirouette into a sales job. And what's the apartment like? Oh, it's stunning. It's like, I'm looking at a glass balcony here. It's pretty central in town. Yeah. I mean, oh God, like, where is it about? It's in Grand Canal. It's fancy. Oh I'm got stunning. Love yeah, that for you. I feel like I'm living in a different life, to be honest. Like I got back into my actual own car today, and it was like driving cement. I just I couldn't believe it. The difference. So, like, do you feel more zen and comfort in like the wealth? Yeah, I think this could be a bit <laughs> me. This could be a bit me. <laughs> but really and, and you're like, oh, do what someone. I put on my Instagram, and someone DM'd me like as a joke, being like, "Oh, I can see why people do sales now." Do you know? And then yeah. sales is great. I have a job opportunity for you. And I was like, oh no, I'd rather be broke and miserable. Thanks. It makes you cash rich, but it yeah. definitely like takes a bit of yourself. Not so experience. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. And you had a great, you had a great gig. I saw on your I Insta. Did on, on Wednesday, it was rowdy. So rowdy. Like I didn't know what to expect. It's like um, a great new material night in Dublin now, but they offer free booze with the ticket so there's lots of students and international students so they're obviously so you, all... must have, you must have been funny is it that's why people were laughing oh obviously they were coming up and asking <laughs> for pictures after and all i was like <laughs> you were like killed it oh my god i was scared I... they were gen z's you know like gen z's kind of scare me because they're so woke. and what do you think what do you think was different <laughs> so woke that you're afraid you're going to be cancelled but like i think i i was the only female on the on the lineup and i headlined so when i got up the very end one girl in the front was like finally and i was like yeah. oh. 
Oh, so you you went you like you stepped into that kind stepped of like a, that a female woman power feminism. Love yeah, it. Yeah, I did. And what do you think? What do you think was different about this gig than the others? Not that your other gigs aren't good, but like I mean, they're all great. I just think it was like you know one of those ones where you think, oh god, this co- could go either way because the way the crowd was a bit rowdy. You could go, mm. this could be really tough to like manage them all or really great crack. And you and had the really, crack. It was really great crack. So did you have drinks and all afters? I did drink a bit too much that day, to be honest. Are you I don't really more... drink too much with gigs, but because there was free beer and it was IPAs, they were like 6% and they were delicious and it was a you sunny day. You were high on the life and the energy. You were like, yeah. focus. Yeah, yeah I, I guess that. I died of death yesterday, to be honest. <laughs> it's not worth I it. I thought that. I thought that when I saw you and we did a call. I was like, Jesus, he's not looking well. I was in bits. I, was like, <laughs> I, was in absolute, I knew. I wouldn't even think straight. I was looking like I was looking at myself in the Zoom. I wasn't even looking <laughs> I was like, is she crossed? No, I'm <laughs> okay, right. that's enough chat. Let's get into our topic of the week. Sport, sport, sport. You want to say it in a manly way when I sport? Yeah. Sport. Uh, no, no. Okay, no, Paddy, tell us. Did you do you think you've missed your chance at being Ireland's greatest Paralympic? <laughs> no, this isn't my favorite. I I don't really like sports. Um, I think it actually helped me because I was disabled. It actually helped me that although my parents didn't push me into sports, and I know that sounds weird because obviously there's Paralympics and they're great athletes. But yeah. like I was just allowed to dance around my room to Kylie Minogue. Like my dancing is slut dropping. I mean, my sport is like yeah, sport. A dance is um, a form of sport. And acting, and like I wasn't really, I was never really interested in sports. Although I understand the community and the commodity behind it, it just never really interests me. Although I will say, rugby men are gorgeous, and I'll watch the rugby game. <laughs> See, we all find like sport can be for everyone. It's just different. Yeah. Competitive. Like, and when I and when I'm with those like straight men, uh, and watching the rugby game. I'm like, come on, lads. Yeah, you turn into a different person. Yeah, I'm like, go, lads. Get the try. Yes. I'm, I'm all, I think at one time I was like, go on, Brian O'Driscoll. He's retired about 10 years. Yeah, you're like, like, good job, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> do you like sports? You need to refresh it. Yeah, I do. I do love sport. Like, I'm not so much like watching it. I love watching sport when there's a final and there's a buzz. And I like going to a, like a live sport, sporting event because I just love like, it's like a the show isn't it so it's all good crack but i do love playing sport what sports would you play now do you not know that i am a leinster squash champion oh my god really when i was in my teens yeah leinster if anyone's outside the ireland is listening leinster is a province so that was a big deal leinster. that's where you whack the ball off the wall isn't it that's where you drink a lot of orange juice and <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's, very, it's so fun, actually. You whack it off this little ball up, off the wall back and forth. And it's quite intense. But I think that the only reason I made the team was because of the lack of the amount of women that were doing it in Leinster at the time because I wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> you got to use what you got. I, mean, I, got the title, I, I got the hoodies. I got the, the merch, you know? Yeah. I yeah. loved it. I was actually asked by my, um, I think it was my gym teacher, do I want to try out for the Paralympics? <laughs> I swear. I don't know why. Like I know <laughs> you're laughing at that. I'm like, how dare you, bitch? <laughs> what, what? Like what? What? If you had to pick a sport to play, like what do you think you'd be good at? Um, I love tennis. Yeah, I, know I sound like an absolute like, like oh my god, a tender uppity. Like oh, I love tennis, but like I just I really like tennis, and I'm I I'm not really just like the idea of going down to the tennis club and having lunch and a cocktail. Yeah, and I love- <laughs> I love the outfits and like you know, I don't, I don't like the contact or like I'm not really into physicality, physical like touching, only in the shape. But yes. you know what I mean. Not on the court. No, no, like rugby and all would scare me. I'd start running away. Like my real, I'd start screaming like a bitch. Like I wouldn't be able. Yeah, rugby's vicious. But I do go. Well, I like the only time I ever bet on anything is when I go to rugby. Oh really? What yeah. do you put bets on? I put bets on they're like he's retired by 10 years now I, I love the atmosphere of a rugby game yeah and I do actually bet like first try uh, like I'm with my straight friends and I'm trying to be like you know one of the lads yeah one of the lads really work but, um, I mean I'm there in my pink shorts to do with the rugby well they, well they wear short shorts in rugby you know yeah. they touch each other's bums they, they hug it out <laughs> 
<laughs> but like, do you miss that you're not in squash? Do you miss that you're not in squash anymore? I mean, I I do think there's such a great thing about being in a part of a team, and it's just like so like in terms of even exercising. Like, I would much prefer prefer going playing like. I used to, I was on a basketball team. I was on a hockey team in school in Canada. I was on a dodgeball team. Um, I've played tag rugby. Yeah, so I think it, you're you're a secret aggressive person. <laughs> I do. Like I I'm openly aggressively more like I'd say you, when you get on the pitch you are vicious. I am. I know if someone pisses me off like in basketball when I was in teens like they'd be girls like grabbing your keeping your back grabbing your shirt like and it used to really scare <laughs> me and I had like big nails at the time so I'd like just dig my nails into them and run off I knew it I, I knew it the <laughs> secret aggressor like I just think like I'm not very I'm not very good at sports like you know not one of those athletes but like I just love the crack of it and I think I was always kept on the teams for the crack <laughs> <laughs> while well, you digged your nails into like the crack member, and she's a crack member and the rest of them are like our our top scorers <laughs> i'm like do you do any sports yes. now um no i don't actually <laughs> jason we're great for this topic aren't we we're like eh. that's what we'll get into because maybe we'll do we'll, a little uh, thing so let's look at some facts because we'll right, go on So one of the oldest sports would be running and sprinting, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's I like... can't do either, so that's great. But yeah, <laughs> I understand, understand that can be done. Um, wrestling, that's a homoerotic sport, I'd say. I'd like a you bit can, of a wrestle. You can wrestle. Yeah. You're um, you can, you can pin someone down for sure. So <laughs> could you, Hannah. Oh, uh, archery, this kind of triggers me, though, because I went to a team bonding day and they did archery and I couldn't do it because I can't balance properly. So. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Swimming. You couldn't do it sitting down. Well, how archery sitting down? You're trying to get to the board now. Like, yeah, but like they could have done something where like a bench or something, because technically, if you were originally doing archery, you might be on a horse, and then yeah. you could do it. If you were on a horse doing archery, you could yeah. do that. Yeah, well, I don't think they had the horse at the team bonding day. <laughs> Just a random horse. Oh, there's, there's they should have thought about it. They should have thought about it for you. Yeah, yeah. They didn't uh, see my disability. Uh, boxing and swimming. Yeah. Boxing, swimming, and the gymnastics there as well. And I was a gymnast once. Oh, of course she was. A volleyball player, you were a squash player, a gymnast. Oh, I didn't say you were good. My parents just didn't like having me around, so they're like, we'll just put her in that class and that class. <laughs> that class. I would have loved some gymnastics. Like, you know, when you I watch think... those like cheerleading shows, like cheer. Like, yeah. they, are, they are athletes. See, I see. I think you have to, if you want to be a really good gymnast, they have to put you in really young because I got put in around nine and so and I was quite tall when I was young so I got made to be the bottom of the triangle all the time just like, so you're just like Anna will hold everyone like what holding everyone up why can't I be on. the petite star at the top yeah so Anna if you were to come an athlete in the morning what sport would you choose um it's fascinating I feel like I'm not gonna get the good fascinating notice. I've thought I've thought of mine because I've already said it really I'd, I'd be a cheerleader yeah, that's a sport. That is I'd, be, sport. I'd love that. It's sassy, it's fun, but I'm also like in such good shape. <laughs> I'm thinking of the outfits once again. <laughs> I do think I'd love to be able like a really good gymnast and be able to do backflips and twirls and pecking. You know, we can just start. We'll start around. We'll start around cheer squad. Yeah, but I would also love to be really good at basketball. Yeah, you have the you have the height. Yeah, I have no. I do have the height. They, I was always yeah a point guard, but. Uh... <laughs> Oh my God, we could be we could be the chancer cheers yeah like what if you had a team like i'd, I'd also love to own a sports team or something do you know like do you well a successful yeah. one hopefully. what would you call your sport sports team if you had one? Oh god um the disabled wanderers the disabled wanderers <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no i don't know what i call them that's very good i like that <laughs> <laughs> what would you call yours? Oh, okay. What would I call <laughs> The Raving Rovers. <laughs> then we go against it. We have the Disabled Wanderers and the Raving Rovers. Like <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Giving a cheer off. So, what do you think is the top sports in the world now? Obviously, football, soccer for the Americans. Number two is surprising cricket. I'm not surprised by that. Cricket is huge. Really? Yeah. I've never even watched cricket much. Um, I've Hockey? Played, I've played cricket before. It's good fun. Hockey's number three. Hockey, yeah. Number four is tennis. Then yeah, we have volleyball. Good. Table tennis. That I know, I of, see that there. That table reminds tennis. me of, um, oh my God, what's that thing? Ron Forrest Gump. He does the table tennis. 
I do love a, d- a game of table tennis on holidays. Yeah, basketball, they are. Baseball, basketball. rugby, yes, and golf. I just haven't got into golf. It's a sport that I think you really need to get into. I thought it was like um, something for your retirement, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Before my retirement. Yeah, I like save it for that. Yeah, but like, I think it is a sport. Like, my brothers love golf. Absolutely love golf. I know. And I couldn't think of anything worse. I get, I get no balls out of it. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, you know the way people can see where their ball goes? I actually don't have a breezer event. I'm like, where's the ball? You're not going to need stronger glasses. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know where the ball went. I'm pretty blind. Like, where? What have you I got you sat now for your ball? That's a good segue. Like, I don't know why people like, why do people like watching sports? Tell me. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> I do like, yeah, watching sport makes us realize the power of community and triggers a sense of belonging that we all crave. God, we all just like, don't <laughs> we just want to belong, people. Like, no, I get that. I do get that. So, uh, sports psychologist Dr. Josie Perry said that. She says, We watch people trying to their absolute hardest, achieving great things and looking amazing, and we want a piece of that too. We want so it's aspirational then. I think so. I think we also love, yeah, seeing people like achieve greatness and do well. And we also love watching people fail. Yeah. So it's yeah. a bit of both. That's when terrible, isn't it? Added, isn't there? You know? Yeah. I mean, they they, they earn so much fucking money. Like, but like I find it funny, like, we, I, we understand the belonging thing when you're part of a team yourself and mm. when you're part of, um like, where you're, the country you're from. But, like, I always thought it was so funny in Ireland, growing up especially, and having a mum born in London, right? Mm-hmm. I got slagged to shit for having an English mother and... <laughs> Uh, everyone I guess, like, who are you who are you like oh Jesus in the 90s like obviously like all the jokes about no one liking the UK yeah. all that being from Ireland and then all the lads would support Man U and Liverpool like uh, like down to the yeah, ground yeah actually that's Excuse so me. yeah what are you doing so, what, what do you are you doing oh, yeah where do you belong in Man U my dad put my whole room in Man United and had posters and all up of all the, all the players that much one match did he? Oh my god, David Beckham used I used to love him. Number yeah. seven. I'd have his jersey well, when I was younger. Yeah, I had him, but that's the only one I knew. I'm Ryan Giggs. But yes, like my as well. whole, when I say my whole bedroom was Man United and I didn't watch one match. And you were like, when He's like, come on, come on, son. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I was dancing to Kylie Minogue, red blood woman. And he's like, That's my boy. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But I hate to admit it, but like like sports definitely bring people together in terms of different nationalities, you know, um, and in terms of politics, in some ways, I know like sports does have politics in terms of what like team you follow, whatever, but in terms of like politics as a whole, I think it kind of flattens it out and allows people to enjoy um, yeah, it's a healthy competitiveness and brings countries together like the World Cup. Yeah. And- now, who would have thought a gay man would have known that, eh? Huh? You see? Well, no, that, that's, very stereotyp- that's very stereotypical of me, though, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but um, I can't believe how much they earn, Anna, no, it's, honestly. It's, it's sickening. Like, you, sh- you should have taken your dad up on all those football training. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a wagon. Um, but yes. Lionel, Lionel Messi, which earns 8.3 million per month. I've actually, been, I've actually been told I look like Lionel Messi. Oh, really? I've told, yeah. like, I can't picture him now. <laughs> well, just look at my face. That's what he is like. No, I've told I, 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 I Yeah. Um, so. 8.3 million per month. Like. Well, uh, I haven't learned sorry. that in my whole life yet. Are you joking? Of course <laughs> I don't think I ever will. No, I will. I will oh, I'm going to manifest it into existence. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> <laughs> the disabled Lionel Messi impersonator. Here you Showing are. Showing appearances. Yeah, all about inclusivity. Um, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo earns four point five million per month. Jeez, that's a big drop, isn't it? Is that all? Jesus, Cristiano, come on. <laughs> and Neymar, I don't know who he is. Three Neymar, million per three month. Neymar, million. That's their top earners. Oh my god, I just can't believe it again. And now, to make you sick, read out the female earners there on. Yeah, so I looked that up the top female earners. Um, and these are American soccer football players, I guess, because that's probably where you could earn the most money in the States is as a female. Um, Carly Lloyd earns five hundred and eighteen thousand dollars per year. Isn't that sick? But like the, Compared, the gap yeah, there, the that's disgusting. Earner. Yeah. I can't believe that. And Samantha Kerr, 500000 per year. Like, oh, God. that's insane. Like, 
the the gap there is just outrageous. Yeah, I know. And to look at women in sport in general, like it's just not. Yes, like, like about forty percent of all sport participants are female. Yet women's sport only receive four percent of all sport media coverage. And female athletes are much more likely than male athletes to be portrayed in a sexual provocative poses yeah i know it's awful isn't it um that's that's huge 40 percent of of all sports participants are female yeah like, i think that's a good start actually i didn't expect that to be that many you know compared I know. to well, you receive four four percent of sport media coverage so like yeah and that is true like i never really like the games i go to are all male games like i've never yeah. really watched a it's female just not shown. It's really not shown. Like, just needs more co- coverage to become more yeah, it needs mainstream. To be, yeah, it needs to be actually like put into our into our stratosphere almost. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, where women's rugby and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's really really sad. And like, you can also see that the pay gap is outrageous. That's an outrageous pay gap, and it's just like it's just so. I I, I get really frustrated with these things. I really. know. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's the same. It's like, yeah. It's the same with people in dis- with disabilities in sport as well. I guess. Yeah, it is. Um, like, when did you think the Paralympics came about? Um, I have no idea. Nineteen sixty. Nineteen sixty was when the Paralympics came about, and then so, the, but the Olympics started in 1896. So that was a yeah. good chunk of time before they thought. I know, days. and then the Special Olympics start. The Special Olympics started in nineteen sixty eight. So, like you can see here, the minority groups are getting it's so unequal, so slow and behind. Yeah, yeah. Like there are around eleven million disabled people in the UK. This includes people with physical, visual, and hearing um disabilities, and people with learning difficulties. The participation of disabled people in sport is significantly lower than them of non-disabled people for all age groups. And this is due to like certain things like, and I understand this, like access and, you know, like people's understanding of the disability and they're kind of like, they would kind of shun upon it, like they're not capable of doing it. Yeah. And, you know, physical barriers and like lack of confidence and unsure of people's ability essentially and just negative attitudes. And that is very, very true. And like, there's no kind of like coverage or representation. And like, that's why I think the Paralympics and the Special Olympics are really, really important. And the Paralympics are really, I like Ellen Keane, love you. You know, she's a really close friend yeah. of mine. But like, even Jason Smith, what they can do with their bodies is like, should be commended. Oh, it's incredible. Um, incredible. It's and great with Special Olympics as well. Like, well, yeah, it's sad that like we basically have to like roll off all these stats. So yeah. we can be allowed to be part of your world. Do you know what I mean? Like that I have to say, oh, there's over like 11 million people who are disabled. Like I shouldn't have to say that. But yeah. It's the truth. But I also love that like it can, like, you know, when you look at these people on screen, it like, it reduces the stigma of discrimination associated of with disability. Like, and even transforms You see, you see their incredible ability to do second play rugby, you know? So there is like a positive attribute that when like you do see it, you do you can be it, uh, and that's why I think it's really important for people to, because like even an able-bodied person will look at a disabled person differently than once they can see the ability that they can do true sports. Yeah, know? you're so right. You're so right. It's definitely needed. Um, it's mad. Well, I tell you a funny story. Yeah. So <laughs> I know I've said that sports. I'm not massively into it. I have my Wikipedia. Well, I didn't look this up, but someone looked it up for a podcast, <laughs> and, it, and it's tied. It's tied into a hurler. <laughs> It's it's tied my Wikipedia is tied into a hurler who's the same name as me, Paddy Smith, but he's a hurler for Ireland or like oh a county. And and like it's all his information. They say like he's twenty five, blah 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 from from Clontarf, but it's all my pictures associated with <laughs> with the Wikipedia page. So like me winning and like and, and I'm just like yeah, love a good hurl, me good slitter. Do you know what I mean? I'm like this is Paddy Smith, Irish hurler, like. Irish hurler, Paddy Smith, Irish hurler, hon. I've seen him get sick once. Um, okay, so do you want to hear some of the top 10 bizarre sports that actually exist? Okay, go on. Okay, number one is ferret legging. What the ferret fuck is ferret legging? legging? So this is apparently, to, still goes on, to prove how manly you are. They oh, put, men put tie the bottom of their jeans so that there's no room to escape. And then they pop ferrets down. And then it could ruin their manliness, and that's how like the, the manhood. Gen- 
you could ruin their manhood so they see how man you are and then they just see who lasts longer with the ferris down them no fucking yeah. way you could do that <laughs> Oh, hey, I'm not doing that. They wouldn't be able to find it, that's all. Number two, blind soccer. Blind soccer is really big, apparently, and that is been taken I like that. Eight. That's very, that can be very inclusive. And that, yeah, it is. It's with, it's, with a, it's with a ball that kind of has, I think, lead pebbles inside it or something that makes a sound so people can hear where the ball is. Oh, very good. The only people who can, the only people who, who have the ability to see are the goalkeepers, but I mean... Why not? Wouldn't it not be fun, more fun to <laughs> make them blind as well? Um, <laughs> cheese rolling. Cheese rolling. No, no, that is something I can get behind. It's cheese with cheese. It's with cheese. Yeah, we love cheese. I love cheese. We're a bit, with a bit of cheese ourselves. Um, that's just rolling cheese down a hill and people try and chase it and then they end up tripping and then everyone falls. Oh, God, I'd be dead. No, I'd be gone. <laughs> we'll just roll you from the top. Yeah, just roll you, pull you down with the cheese. I'll just eat it. You're holding a baby bell. That's the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and number eight is wife carrying no no yeah. that's great in finland we could, we could do that i'll be it's the wife heavy. that sounds like my like my actual dream in life just to be carried as a wife yeah life. but like then again like we're going all to this masculinity thing you have to be strong enough to carry your woman this is the mean? thing what is no. it apparently it's like Hyper masculinity like what apparently do you it's want? like yeah, they go through courses like there's an optional course where Finnish men carrying their wives through obstacle courses and like that as a, as a, a a very tall woman yeah like scares me because I have this like thing where when you're younger and like lads always used to like petite girls and be like oh I could throw her around the place and I'd be like god you wouldn't be throwing me anywhere <laughs> if anyone ever tries to pick me up and I was like fuck put me down <laughs> yeah those are fucking bizarre sports to be honest I mean the cheese rolling I can get behind I can get behind the blind football but what I cannot get behind is the men carrying the women. I mean, Finland, get with the times. That needs to be done. Scratch, scratch, scratch. No. I do like to be carried, though. Yeah, but come on. In a plane. You carry can carry people. Head. You don't need anyone to carry you. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> no, they were very bizarre. So I think time to call in our expert this week. Right, enough about bizarre sports. Because I really need, need to know. And this is the pinnacle of what we need to find out on it how do i get this, the disabled wanderers <laughs> off the ground and onto the screen <laughs> so we're coming on to our expert which is jared gilroy from off the ball his knowledge is beyond us <laughs> anyway <laughs> that's why he's our expert this week and i hope maybe he can yeah give me some tips to become uh you know my dream of being that professional basketball player Jared's from Off The Ball, and if anyone doesn't know what Off The Ball is, Jared, do you want to give a little introduction to what you do? Well, Jay's we talk shite about sport. That's basically the long and short of it. A lot of it. Hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of it. Uh, so I do the breakfast show with Owen Sheehan. We're on from 7.30 to 10 every morning. You can get us on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter. We have a huge podcast network. We produce about 50 different podcasts a week talking about sport and uh, how sport is implicated in real life. So you cover all sports? We do cover all sports, yeah. We cover... So, um, so can I ask you this? We, we, we went through the podcast in bizarre sports. So do you know what cheese rolling is? Well, like the thing about cheese rolling is that it makes your Twitter feed twice a year, right? Or once a year, or once every two or three. <laughs> Somebody absolutely snots themselves at the bottom of it, right? <laughs> Uh, so can I give you a, a you know give you odds on which of these cheese rollers is the best or you know <laughs> of the greatest cheese rollers of our time? I could not. I could not do that. That's beyond the level of my expertise. <laughs> we knew we'd catch it out. We knew. Um, <laughs> no, well, so you do cover all sports on off the ball, but what would be your favourite sport to watch? Um, I always have like a very political answer to this because it turns out Ireland used to be the best country in the world to watch sports because in the wintertime we kind of had rugby and soccer and American football and then summer it was GAA but then they screwed up the seasons and now everything is potted into the same time so last weekend for example uh, we're recording this at the, the start of June last weekend you had meaningful rugby meaningful soccer uh, meaningful hurling and football and it was wall to wall so um it's difficult. If I had to pick a sport to watch, I'd probably pick American football because it has a lot of the aspects that I like about sport. Um, but it's also like uh, a, a bit random. Extreme violence. I, and the danger and, of yeah. it. The danger of it, Chair. 
American football. I thought I went to watch American football when I lived in Canada. Well, it was like the CFL, but like, like it was hard to get into it. Then I was just eating popcorn and eating hot dogs and really enjoying the spectacle. You just wanted all. to be on the screen, Anna. You wanted to I get just like one of those histograms. Oh one of those histograms. Would you Wouldn't go? that be great? <laughs> just have to make uh, sure you don't go with your family. <laughs> that's how Pam Anderson got. You know Pamela Anderson? Obviously you do. But <laughs> she got uh, discovered. I couldn't think of the word discovered. I was like, what did she get? Discovered on the Instagram. Right. Yeah. Oh, did she? Yeah, she got discovered on the Instagram. Oh my God. Catch me booking flights now to the States. Jerry, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you said something interesting there in, in, your th- in your chat just before this about meaningful rugby, meaningful hurling. What do you mean by meaningful? Well... The GA season is very long and loads of the games don't matter. It really yeah. matters once they get to the quarterfinal stage. Um, so, look, GA politics is really boring, but they had an opportunity to create a really perfect championship structure and they chose not to do that. Um, they bowed to the factional uh, powers of the provincial councils. Um, and as a result, there's loads of boring matches where one team absolutely annihilates another team because they're not at the same standards. Yeah. You get to a point of the year where actually all the games matter that it's straight knockout and the two teams are fairly equally matched and therefore you get good 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 contests and um and good matches yeah and so that all kind of comes at the same time in terms of rugby soccer God, yeah, so is it? It, it used to be that uh, ga was a summer sport but they've split the season and they pulled it forward now so it, it competes for your attention on a saturday um so the republic of ireland were playing football in a relatively important game at two o'clock on saturday and then at four o'clock and six o'clock or five o'clock there was a hurling match that everybody wanted to see because it was um uh our best current manager against his former best current player as the manager of uh, Galway, so a lot of a lot of attention is divided. A lot of competition, or else it's like a great day of sport, or else it's too much. I mean, what? <laughs> the trouble is that um, every weekend is a great weekend of sport because, like, if you're in, if you're into golf, for example, the golf is always on Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Finishes around uh, midnight. Yeah, I know this because my brothers are obsessed with golf, and I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> I have to watch it all the time. I'm like, please, um, but what would be like? Obviously, women in sport, there's obviously a massive pay gap in that. And, like, they don't really get media coverage. So what's your thoughts on women in sport and kind of how we could help them get more coverage? Um, I think there's been really significant strides made since about 2018. Uh, I don't know if you heard of the 20 by 20 campaign, which was a campaign started by two women who had diagnosed that women's sport doesn't get enough coverage. And they went to media companies and said, um, you know, are you willing to take part in this and try and boost the coverage of women's sports? And their ambition was to get uh, 20% increase in the number of people attending women's sports, the number of people covering women's sports and the coverage itself uh, by the mm. year 2020. And they massively blew through their KPIs because it turns out that, you know, you're pushing an open door. The athleticism, the opportunity, the quality of the sport that you see is is exactly what we want. So if, if I go back to the point earlier about the GAA, right? You see one team hammering another team, but if you put two teams of equal standing, then everybody will watch it because you don't know what the outcome is going to be. And that's why we watch sport, uncertainty of outcome. Like you, you have a vague idea when you sit down and watch a thriller, three quarters of the way through, there's going to be a massive fright and it's all going to end well, more than likely. That's, that's mm. how all yeah. uh, narrative arcs work, but you don't have that in sports. You, there, we have... When things are working properly, you don't know what the outcome is going to be. And so once that campaign kicked in and everybody started to be aware of the the issues, started to get addressed. And since then, there's been an explosion in coverage of women's sports. And the other thing is that corporates have wrote in and started to spend money on it. So I didn't think there was an explosion of it now from what, well, not that I'm looking at like sport campaigns, but like I didn't really see it everywhere except for the rugby, I suppose. I saw a bit of rugby in women's sports. Yeah, absolutely. Huge explosion. So, for example, this summer, you're going to see wall-to-wall coverage of the Women's European Soccer Championships, which are taking place in England. Now, unfortunately, Ireland didn't qualify, so it's less hyped than it would be. But we've gone from having, like, I don't know, two camogie matches to 12 camogie matches. We've gone from having Mm. never having the Women's Ireland Football Team on to every single game being on all the time. The Women's National Soccer League is now on TG Carr in a way that it wasn't before. They're covering the the provincial games. So, um, 
I would I would say that it has been an explosion, but it hasn't finished and it's not equal. But it's yeah. certainly massive strides have been made forward. Yeah, brilliant. We love to get behind, like uh, you know. So it's always so much fun, like to watch Ireland do well at sports. But like you said, we haven't made the women's European <laughs> soccer, which is a shame. But like, what? Who is doing really well for Ireland in terms of sports internationally right now? Jay's yeah, a good question. Um, I hope that Sam Bennett, our cyclist, is going to do really well in the Tour de France. He was the best sprinter in the Tour de France a couple of years ago. Um, which is like a once in a generational achievement. So um, I don't know. So just to briefly explain that in cycling, there's kind of there's the overall race leader who does the course in the shortest amount of time. But every day there's a sprint finish at the end of the race, and there's a special jersey for the guy who wins the most points in that. Um, and they're like going 65, 70 miles an hour on a bike with other people sprinting, like bunching shoulders against each other. So it's yeah, speed absolutely terrifying. And he was the best in the world in the most important race probably won a million quid in um prize money oh wow over the course of three weeks and is kind of still unknown amongst the irish public yeah where, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that, so that's really great to hear you know where's green jersey um <laughs> so we should be definitely he, he should be more and he's 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 elite world class um and then after that, like they're, the boxers really uh, at amateur level are still doing really well, despite the fact that the amateur boxing organization is a complete shambles. Yeah. Uh, our golfers are really good. Um, I don't know how you yeah. all feel about Roy McIlroy, but um, there's still hope that he might do something good this year. And then after that, I'm kind of stretching here. <laughs> <laughs> our runners, we've been brilliant runners. So you should um, check out our sprinters in particular. Uh, they're all going to do well over the next couple of years. No, well, our good. first gold medal we won in the Olympics was in painting, actually. Did you know that, Jer? Jack B. Yates? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> you do <laughs> know your sports. You do. <laughs> I think he got a silver. Did he? Did he get a gold? I can't yeah, remember well, what he got. I want to know, know, knowing that. I knew he won, okay? We like... won a medal, yeah. We, that was our bizarre fact. <laughs> until, until artists got taken out of the Olympics. <laughs> From uh, Pamela Anderson to Jack B. Yates, this is I good. know, I know. I'm just, I'm all over the place. And also, what would be your worst sport then, Jer? Like a, a sport that you don't like to watch because I know that you're a fanatic. I don't know. I, I like, there's always something interesting going on. Like, there are sports that I don't believe in, like where I think everybody's off their tits on drugs. Maybe me and Anna will get onto them. <laughs> <laughs> you can't watch the Olympics anymore and go, oh, this is great. This uh, plucky underdog who's come from absolutely nowhere is suddenly beating everybody else in the world and go, that's oh, yeah. a great underdog story. It's like, that's not a great underdog story. That's just somebody who has discovered the best drugs and hasn't been caught yet. So, okay. Yeah. So, what, what sports do you think they're in? I'm, I'm, I'm pushing you here and there now. I want to yeah, know. Yeah name any names here because i don't think our libel <laughs> no just the sport itself you can work it out so well like uh, yeah, running, yeah. Totally, right? and like if you go all the way back yeah. to like your your earliest memories of running tends to be somebody getting caught for a, a positive drugs test you know you watch 100 meters and then afterwards like oh the champion isn't actually the champion anymore and the second guy mm. he's not he the guy who finished sixth has got the gold medal it's like okay well how did that happen well oh, wow. you know so yeah yeah, yeah. At the same time, they run really fast and they all look great. And so (laughs) I still tune in. What are your thoughts on the Paralympics? Paralympics are an amazing movement that have really helped, I think, to focus people on the notion of uh, high performance um, as opposed to it being something that is patronizing. Like uh, the, the athletes, some of our best ambassadors are Paralympians and the work and the, the dedication that they put in, like in some cases exceeds some of our most elite team sports, you know, because they've fought barriers and they've overcome stuff in a way yeah. that other people haven't. And um, so the Paralympics is a really special organization and we're brilliant at it in Ireland. Like we, we've been, we kind of, you know, 20 we are. years ago. Yeah, like 20 years ago, we, we started to invest properly in the Paralympics as something that we could win medals in. And I think that, um, you know, if you, if you talk to the families of the people who go on to become Paralympians, there's like a kind of virtuous circle where there was somebody who inspired them to get involved and they're doing the same for the next yeah. generation as well. So like sports should be accessible to everybody. There should be no barriers to entry. It should be actually about elites. It should, it should, sorry, it should not be about elites. It should be about participation. It's supposed to be like, you know, if, if you go, 
if you are interested in dance, if you are interested in walking, if you're like a, a sea swimmer, then technically I would class that as sport. And the biggest thing that we should all be doing as a country is getting people out to be active more often. It's good for mental health. It's good for like uh, socialization. It's good for physical health. It's like, it makes sense on a million different levels for us to invest in and talk about that stuff. And the, like one of the things that we try and do is to have some credibility talking about Manchester United and the Republic of Ireland so that then when we do talk about the other stuff, people will listen and hopefully it might actually have some impact and, and bring a bit of change about. You know, yeah. that's so true because I have a disability, so I would feel like not welcome at a lot of sports or like that I would have an insecurity around like the accessibility of it or kind of how the people would look at my ability. And what you've just said there really hits down the head. Like it's, I've been, I've been kind of taught to feel like that, but it should, sports shouldn't be about that. And where, where did that come from? Like, what can you, do you remember a time where that happened first? Well, yeah, probably I couldn't, but probably when I was trying to get for, <laughs> into Santry or something like I couldn't run and people were trying to make <laughs> me run to get, into the, to get into the thing or playing football or, you know, probably a lot of stuff that like, my parents would say I can't do it. Do you know what I mean? I can't. I can't. My parents would say I can't do that. Where, you know, I I'm not I'm not able. So it would probably be ingrained in me from when I was a kid. You know, that's really sad, though, isn't it? That like yeah. there's a generation of people who that has happened to, and like ultimately that shouldn't happen because, like, that's not fair. And really, yeah. you know, what's supposed to be inbuilt in sport is a sense of fairness. Like the rules are the rules. Everybody knows what the rules are. The ball's either in play or it's not. Somebody handles it. There's a foul. Like, um, that's kind of one of the best things that sport does give you or is supposed to give you is access to, hang on a second, this is either fair or it's not. It's This is a competition where we, we both know what the rules of engagement are. So um, I'm sad to hear that. Yeah, yeah, but look, I'm going to my therapist. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I do think, I do hope and now for younger generations yeah. with disabilities that there is more access and in school, there's more opportunity to not, not just say you can't do that. Like we'll find a way to like, yeah, to get include everyone. And with the Paralympics, people are seeing that like, if you like Paddy, you said, when you see people yeah. doing it, you're like, oh, I can do that as well. So that's fantastic. So hopefully there is some changes, but like, um, like that was really great. What you said there, Jer, about like, just there's so much sport. Like there's something, there's definitely something for everyone to get involved and just move your body and be part of team and is so important. So we'll leave you on this one because it's been a great chat. Um, do you play sport yourself after working so hard and chatting about it all week? <laughs> if you'd asked me this six weeks ago, the answer would have been no, I'm a couch potato, but actually over the last six weeks, we, um, we got goaded into doing a triathlon. And so I started to cycle into work every day and then I started to go for a swim and we did the triathlon on Sunday. And so now I am a triathlete. So wow, um, well play there. From yeah. six weeks, is it? From couch to triathlete in six weeks. Pretty much. The, the joke about um, how do you know someone is a triathlete, they'll tell you, is the... Uh, <laughs> Like that. <laughs> yeah, how, yeah, yeah. How do you know someone I, did a marathon? Oh, they'll tell you. Don't worry. It's. Um, I, I'm a sea swimmer. I post it all over my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, like I'm. I'm dying to get into sea swimming. Where Where do you do that? Out Out in Hoth. Yeah, I got into it in the lockdown, and it was. I think it saves a lot of people. To be honest, it's fantastic. And do you need the wetsuit? Is it too cold otherwise? No, I hate. I just hate putting on the wetsuit. Like it just. It reminds me of going like on school trips and putting on really wet wetsuits. Remember them when you go yeah. on, like so. I um. I don't. I just in the winter I wear boots and little gloves and like a woolly hat, but I'll still just have a long sleeve swimsuit. So I've got my buoyancy aid and stuff. I'm getting you know going out further. It's great. I it is amazing, like just the difference that a little bit of exercise makes to your overall oh, sense of yeah. like feeling a bit of virtuous pain in muscles that you didn't know you used to have. Um, and actually, Derek, before you go, I have to ask this, for people who would like to get into sport but kind of maybe have an insecurity around getting involved, what would you say for them to do? Um, it's really hard to say, like try and get over it because it, it's obviously that's the hardest part of life is getting over our, our insecurities but like um at the start line in the triathlon there were all shapes and sizes i was most of the shapes myself um, <laughs> and you know it's like you, you you're not i guess there's just a point in your life where you stop caring about people and, and caring mm. about what anybody else is think and it took me a long time to get there so if i could go back and tap myself on the shoulder as a 20 year old i would be like just get out and do this they're actually not looking at you. No one is thinking about you because they're all too busy thinking about themselves. And yeah. the other thing I'm 
try and find it, try and find somebody else to go with because the self motivation is the hardest part. Finding somebody who will actually uh, help you is the hardest part. Doing it yourself, very, very tricky. You, you really need someone who's going to go, come on, come on, don't stop. Come on, yeah. you can yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Paddy, we'll find something to do together. Yeah. It's a good crack. <laughs> Maybe I'll come out to see. I'll come out to see with you with my arm bonds on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks so much, Dare. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that was really interesting. Thanks so much. Cheers. Best of luck. So next round of our chancer of the week. Take a chance. Take a chance. Take a chance. Take a chance, chance. <laughs> um. So. I bet you think I'm going to choose Love Island. Yeah, I did. Because <laughs> she always thinks I take the most basic route. Like, I like, can't think outside the box. This is yeah, true. Love Island or the Kardashians. <laughs> so I'm going to choose Will I Am this week. I know, curveball. Uh, didn't see that one coming, did you, Adam? No, no uh, I didn't. <laughs> so he did a big gig in Pierce Stadium in Galway. Started the gig, I'm assuming. He was like, hello, United Kingdom. Like, he <gasps> felt like... And everyone oh. booed. Everyone booed on the stage. Oh, no. <laughs> Not even what? laughing because I like the, the anger you get when someone does oh, no. that. Like, like he he then like publicly apologized because Twitter went like irate and was like, it was a great gig, but someone tell Will I am the public the Republic isn't in the UK. No, so he had a... to do a public apology, being like, I'm so sorry, it was just my ignorance. I've known you I know you fought for your freedom. But like, <laughs> it's actually scary that like I think oh. a lot. I think a lot of people like Americans now do some. Some of them do think that we are part of the UK. Oh my god! So loads of the world think Ireland's part of the UK. Like nobody knows. I know. like, nobody knows history, the geography outside of or or history of <laughs> countries outside of like what you learned in school. So like that happened to me all, all the time as a waitress in Canada. Oh my god! So you're from the UK, and I'd be like, no. Like and and I know and and it's they the pick up on that straight away. They're like, oh, <laughs> I thought so. Yeah. No, and they're like, oh, you're you're part of the Commonwealth, the Commonwealth though. And I'm like, no, we're not part of the Commonwealth. Like, no. Yeah, you know? I know. So we get so angry, but um, but they like just imagine don't. it. And imagine much, it. Like that's oh, yeah. a big boo boo. Like you know, I know. At the start of the gig as well. He's like, hello, <laughs> UK. They're all like, <laughs> I don't know why. Then, like. I don't know why I'm laughing because I would be irate myself. No, like, I'm laughing because because it's such this, a huge yeah. Like, it's a it's a huge boo boo. It's a, a huge, huge fuck up. Not even, like, but no, no, we're gonna say fuck up because boo boo is like oh boo boo. No, it's an absolute fuck up. And I can imagine like the animosity in the air then because I've yeah. like, been at gigs where I know people don't like me myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's only been like about maybe max a hundred people in a room just really not enjoying me. I can't imagine yeah. how that feels. Oh, I say, yeah, I say the whole pure <laughs> team was like, "Fuck, yeah." <laughs> Will I am not uh, <laughs> No, that's fine. I haven't heard that. I, was, I, was, I know. I, I think that already wins. What do you, what are, you are, you pr- are you proud? Are you proud? Are you proud of me? Are you proud? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, go God. on. I'll take a sip of my tea and you tell me yours. Um, my chancer of the week this week is um Prince Louis. Maybe the youngest chance we've had on. Did you see the videos of Prince Louis at the Jubilee? No. Oh my God, loved him. He was gassed. There's he's like sitting beside Kate and he's just not enjoying it at all. He's like covering his ears, screaming. <laughs> he's like making these little like sticky out tongue faces to his mum when she's trying to shut him shut him up. Like, um, she's trying to like calmly, politely shut him up because the whole of the world is watching. Yeah. And then she, he just like cups her mouth like Shh, bitch. <laughs> love this. And I was just like, I just loved it. I kind of felt like I could relate to him because I was like, no matter what, like even if you're a prince, even if your granny's the, the queen and she's celebrating seventy years and reign, yeah. like no matter what, you're still not enjoying your family. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I think he has a bit occasions. of a, he has a bit of a wild side to him, doesn't he? You can tell he's gonna be like, yeah, the, like Prince he's... Harry. He's gonna be like the Prince Harry of the. There's always like, like the really together one, and like you know, really demure, really kind of like takes the. Yeah, well, seriously well, and then there's like, and then and then there's then there's the one that's wild i know he's only like, like three if you're like third in line to the throne you're like fuck this i have no yeah. responsibility i am acting up here like and then i was like how do you even discipline a child in 2022 or like a prince when you go ho- kate's gonna go home and be like 
give out to him and be like, we're not going to give you any of your granny's <laughs> jewels for inheritance. Like, <laughs> African tribe we robbed them from. And he's like, no, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> no, mommy, please. Please, yeah, mommy, please. Oh God, I was thinking hilarious. like finally down the line like by the time he, they get older like will the crown even exist like it'll probably they'll probably have a, like a reality TV show by that stage like waking up with the Windsors he'll be like <laughs> on that well look don't <laughs> underestimate them for fucking some reason they're still around do you know what I mean and they don't really have any power <laughs> do you know what I mean the Jubilee is so big over here I'm like, I know they love it on? yeah but look <laughs> it could be my nationalism coming out I'm like it's, it's, it's like well, I'm I am should have performed at the Jubilee. We don't want yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Will I am should go over to the fucking Jubilee. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry for any of my English listeners. It's the clock. We're Irish. We have it's a thing. A, yeah. There's a bit um, of history there, okay? It's a bit of history. Um, yeah, okay. Um, so we like Louis because he wasn't enjoying the Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, they're, they're like their chances for different reasons. They to are. be fair. No, but let's say like, well, yeah, Will I Am has a bad chance here this week, but we'll give we'll give him that. Tara, what do you want to choose? This is our producer. You can choose. Do you know what? I think I think they're both on par, kind of. I think they're on par, but because I have a history with Will I Am getting playthings wrong, that I'm gonna go with Will I Am because he got it wrong at Oxygen as well. I think that was Dublin. So I just I just can't forgive him this time. So I'm like, he is the biggest sponsor. Sorry. Who is his, yeah. Who is his manager? They need to like write we're in this city. <laughs> or just say the name of the place like you know, a bit closer to the home, like, hello, oxygen, hello, Galway. Like, yeah, I got that wrong. Maybe he just takes a sleeping tablet and he's like, wake me up when we get there. And they carry him in. So he's like, where am I? <laughs> Amazing. Thanks for listening to us Absolute Chancers again this week. There's no I in team, but there is an in in Instagram. So be sure to follow me, Paddy Y. Smith, and her at a cliff comedy for the latest update. Email chancerspodcast at goloudnow.com with any kind words, things you want us to talk about, and if maybe you want me and Paddy to sub in for your local team. Yup, the disabled wanderers. Until next week, stay stunning. <laughs>